well, I'm I'm a designer and a creative, and uh, I'm a father of two dogs. <laughs> you can say that. Uh, then I'm a, a, a traveler, and uh, I think I'm a good chef, but for occasions, I'm a terrible routine chef. But mm. if it's a good occasion, I can cook you a really amazing meal. The app developed from what was a pure disease management application to a disease management plus lifestyle application. We added things that were relevant for that woman and other patients as well. There was, you know, tips for makeup, you know, tips for how to wear a wig, where, you know, uh, where to find it, you know, things that we could fish on YouTube that were relevant for them. Cooking, because, you know, uh, lifestyle and, you know, and, and, and breast cancer and all the medicine requires you to have a really healthy lifestyle, to eat really well. So we Mother's best advice. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you're always falling for the wrong person. Hello, fellows. Welcome to the next episode of Jagged with Jasravi, conversations at the edge with thought leaders from the marketing, branding, and the business world. Conversations that ignite new ideas, ideas with rough and sharp edges. Hi, Luis. Thrilled to have you on my show. Hi there. Thanks very much for inviting me. Okay, Luis. Uh, if uh, we requested you to tweet your profile, what would you say? Mm, okay, I'm not too much on Twitter lately, but uh, if I had to tweet myself, I would say that, um, uh, well, I'm, I'm a designer and a creative, and uh, I'm a father of two dogs, <laughs> you can say that. Uh, then I'm a, a traveler, and uh, I think I'm a good chef, but for occasions. I'm a terrible routine chef, but mm. if it's a good occasion, I can cook you a really amazing meal. Okay. <laughs> I love this distinction, huh? Occasional <laughs> <laughs> celebratory <laughs> chef. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Expectation management. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Luis. So since design and um, creativity as has been at the heart of what you do, uh, could you share with our audiences what is design thinking? Uh, if I wanted to define it, you know, what design thinking is, and from also my experience for all these years working with, with this process in design and in creative industry, uh, it's really a multidisciplinary team coming together. And they come together to understand, uh, to understand the users, the consumers, in my case, not working in the pharmaceutical industry with Dr. Reddy's laboratories, to understand the patients and then to develop for them a solution that makes sense to those uh, to them uh, when when you do that and when you sort of use this, i think you look at the process you know a process methods and tools within that design thinking framework uh, that is quite similar sometimes you could compare with the scientific process mm -hmm. well the scientific process uses hypotheses uh, we use uh, insights or HMWs, uh, uh, how made we uh, mm -hmm. sentences to understand really 
where is um, uh, the need or the met need of that that patient or that user or that consumer, hmm. and then sort of create ideate and create uh, uh, things that will resolve their problems or resolve their their pain points. Hmm. Uh, as I'm thinking, Indian innovation is this part of the sort of uh, triangle tri uh, triology, or you want to call it, between technology, uh, business, and design, right? And you know it brings it to the three worlds together to to do to to create create innovation and many times it's really about you know inspiring the business side of things the tech side of things uh, you know to design new solutions or to design things that are not there yet. Hmm. Another aspect of design thinking uh, it's really the fact that it's human centered and I think this is something that you know has been sort of heard many times, uh, I guess, uh, and a lot of industries and a lot of people uh, are trying to do more and more human-centered experiences or human-centered products or human-centered um, services. And uh, one thing is certain, it's it, you can't do it without this process. This is the process by excellence that allows you to be human-centered. And when we talk about human-centered, we talk about really putting the person mm -hmm. The human at center, um, you know, of what you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, other things within this definition, for example, is how you transform businesses. Mm -hmm. For example, transforming a business from the assumption that the business create into tangible and valuable products that are credible as well for your mm -hmm. end user. I think this is important within the business world to understand that, that this process helps you do that, mm -hmm. helps you transform from something that is an assumption that could be more abstract. And I could give an example, like, you know, a business could come and say, well, I want to grow next financially 40%. And I want to do that because I'm going to increase my production, reduce my price, right? But, you know, it's an abstraction. It's, it's sort of an assumption, you know, by doing this and this, I'm going to achieve the results I want that is increase 40% of my business revenue. But, you know, did anyone go and ask the consumers of those products or the consumers of those services that they would pay less for the service? Is that what you're really looking for? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where design thinking comes and plays a huge role to sort of demystify that assumption and go into sort of things that are more tangible and valuable and also credible for that end consumer. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. uh, I think there's tons of other things I could elaborate more mm -hmm. uh, without going into detail like in a philosophical level. If you look at design thinking, you're looking empathy, empathy and inspiration, right? And so how do we empathize with your with, with, the, with the person that um, that uses, that consumes, or that experience your brand, your product, your service? And also how do we inspire them, you know? But we, we got to be careful when we talk in these terms because what happens sometimes is when we talk, when we do use empathy a lot, in our process, it's not just about empathy and it's not just about empathizing because I could go on and say, well, I empathize towards my users or I empathize towards my employees, but I don't actually apply the process. Therefore, that, that doesn't mean you're really doing design thinking, not really, that you're really understanding it. It means that you might have that mindset of empathy, but it doesn't mean that you're really actually doing design thinking and applying it, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I would say that is a combination of 
really a lot of different disciplines and approach coming together, especially around practices of anthropology, sociology, psychology, creativity, and strategic thinking brought together to really understand whatever that a business wants to do, whatever innovation wants to do next, how does that really uh, answers and met needs and answers the need of a final user or a patient uh, or a, you know a consumer, so mm. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now there's so many threads <laughs> that yeah. I I want to take forward. Uh, I'll mm. uh, uh, do it one by one. And sure. so first of all, uh, you know, um, you know, I think audiences would like to. When you said demystify, that's our favorite mm. word when we are talking to experts, <laughs> because. Design thinking is not design and it's not just for designers. That itself, you know, is something people would have heard. It is for innovation. It is for this. It is for that. People have heard. But why is it that today is that time when it is so much in demand or that orientation is being appreciated, um, you know, even by qualitative researchers, they want to use it. Like you said, businesses want to use it. So, you know, the, the, the crux of the, uh, what you said about focus on the human experience of a product or a service or an interface, uh, is that the reason why um, this is becoming important? Why is design thinking so important today? And how it is not just for designers, which, have you, which you have touched upon. And when you talked about that triangle, uh, Louis, you know, uh, human and business and technology, like the, the feasibility and what's possible and, and, and what's the experience we want. I mean, that's, that's very profound. So could you touch a little bit here and go deeper about dispelling the misconceptions? Sure, sure. Uh, great, uh, great couple of questions that um, uh, let's start with this mystifying sort of a little bit with the tears and what it is not. And I think what it is not is also important to be said, right? And you you kind of already flourished there. It is definitely not something for just for designers. Mm -hmm. It's also not just for business or not just for technology. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to highlight that too. It is it is becoming a very, you know, very um, spoken process for sure in the last, let's say, three, four years, right? Before it was applied, it was, it was existent, but in the last, you know, four to three years, people have been talking a lot, a lot, a lot about design thinking. Mm -hmm. And so trying to apply into business, trying to apply into technology more and more. And, and it's important to also say that it's not just from one or another. It's really this triangulation of what is needed to do, of this multidisciplinarity that needs to come together to be able to deliver this process mm -hmm. uh, and to able to deliver what you want at the end of it as a sort of a, a positive uh, and, and sort of a, a valuable uh, result. It's also not a mindset. Mm -hmm. I think I, I love to say this, and I, I say this quite a lot, and uh, you know, sometimes get, people get a little bit upset with me when I say that, uh, but it's not just the mindset, because if it, a mindset is something that you, it's a predisposition to do something, right? And I, I do, I do that because you know I have the mindset to do it. But mm -hmm. it's more than that. 
it's a whole discipline, it's a whole process, a whole set of tools and methods that you need to apply uh, to achieve that, right? Um, and it is for everyone, but it's not by everyone. And what I mean here is that we can use it, but how to use it and how to apply it, it requires the expertise of an expert within the design thinking to actually you know, put into practice within that multidisciplinary team or that business unit or that technology unit or that marketing unit to help you really navigate the whole process and have it you know, being really successful. I think if I wanted to, to say why is it so important today, um, I, I really need to look into what's happening in the market and what's happening even during, uh, during COVID, uh, uh, you know, that kind of accelerated us to digitalize all our processes and digitalize all the way you work and the way you actually even live your life. I mean, right now, uh, we're chatting, you know, I am at my home and you're at your home and we're using uh, a video call platform you know, something that people will not think about using so frequently before COVID and now everything is done this way, right? So the transformation, the acceleration mm-hmm. of, you know, the IoT services and the digital products in the market in, in our life has, has so quickly and exponentially grown that, you know, um, people needed to start understanding, you know, what was the effects on it in the way we work, the way we live, the way we conduct our businesses. Mm-hmm. And for that, the application of design thinking is the way to get to understand that and to make you know, that journey or to make that experience you know, a much more delightful experience, a much more you know, credible and sort of personalized, so to say, this is another yeah. term we could, could elaborate, more personalized to me. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, that, and I believe that everything you put out there and is out there is an experience. Being a service, a product, when I talk about products, it could be physical or digital, right? Um, everything is really has an experience attached to it. And why is there an experience attached to it? Because there's a human being behind. Mm-hmm. And humans are built on experiences. Mm-hmm. They'll build on stories and experience that they, they you know, that they they create, they narrate alone, together with other people closed circle people, large groups of people, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. And, and because it's a narration and because the story, because an experience, it needs to be addressed what are the real, you know, uh, the real needs and the real desires uh, of that person, you know, mm-hmm. to have that delightful experience. Mm-hmm. And I love you mentioned um, qualitative research, you know, mm-hmm. because qualitative research and insights it's really a crucial part of one of the phases of design thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of the, the other side of quant research, right? Of, of data analysis and data on its own, right? What is also important to demystify here is that design thinking is not also just qualitative research and insights. Mm-hmm. It's important to understand that, especially mm-hmm. in the business world. You know, if a business um, unit comes to you and says, Oh, can you run some research and give me some insights and therefore I apply design thinking? No, you have applied the first phase of design thinking. Mm-hmm. You have not applied the process. Mm-hmm. And that phase is the most important or one of the most important for sure, because it's where you're really going to understand what is your patient or your user 
experience? You know, what are they feeling? What are their pain points? Mm -hmm. What are the things that they say? What are the things that they don't say and you observe, right? Mm -hmm. And through that, then I can get you sort of more insightful mm -hmm. ways of developing opportunities and creating opportunities that will sort of respond to what those unmet needs are. So that's extremely important. Mm -hmm. But it's also important to understand that is that qualitative aspect and research angle, those insights angle is only one phase of the whole phase of the design thinking process. Mm. I don't know if I answered your question. <clears throat> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and okay. we are going to take a lot of stuff forward also. So, Louis, um, you know, when you said it is not a mindset, you know, mm -hmm. and so that is something we will take forward uh, mm -hmm. and we will get into the best practices and some parts of the process because you're saying, uh, you know, like, like you beautifully said, that it is not just research and insights, which it is one part of it. Now, you know, when I'm talking to people, uh, they have this one because the word prototype is, you know, kind of familiar in the design uh, thinking uh, discussions. So they're like, OK, you know, if, if it's a product uh, um, you know, if it's a product uh, prototype testing kind of, you know, because that's what design is, right? You're figuring out which kind of product is going to meet the needs of the target consumer, which uh, will be most uh, amenable to habit change uh, and compatible with their current lifestyle. You might just, you know, make prototypes and uh, put in a, uh, do a placement in consumer's life and at the end of a week you can do a diary practice and you can figure out you know which of these works doesn't work so that's 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 one end of the spectrum right the other end of the spectrum is uh, when you said that empathy and understanding of human experience is not going to be enough because you might have the understanding but you're not applying it and now here, uh, you know, as we were talking earl earlier, uh, it's, it's a huge hospital chain has done uh, research to understand the consumer experience across the, you know, hospital journey, the patient caregiver journey. And there are so many emotions, which when we are sharing with the client, they understand, but they they're not realizing that nothing is being done about it. For example, how much handholding? You know, there's a critical surgery that's supposed to happen. Uh, why is there so much anxiety? Can we do something about it? Why is the patient, the, the fact that the patient is going to feel helpless, this is the power equation of a patient and a hospital because it's an overwhelming, you know, uh, uh, machinery that they witness and, and they don't comprehend. Uh, and there is a sufficient amount of risk to life, to money. And, and you know, there, there is trauma, there is uh, history and, you know, uh, lack of trust and commercialized and so many aspects in the background going on. And every interface, and it's a huge relationship, like five months, six months, and then there's a post-care and there's a pre-checkup, you know, huge relationship and huge opportunity. And yet, you know, I mean, nothing is being done to incorporate and perhaps little things can be done at every stage, you know. So that is one end where there's a whole lot of data. There's a whole lot of understanding. Yet, you know, 
those little things are not being done or big things you know i don't know and the other end of the spectrum is that okay you know we we did a prototype testing and we'll figure out out of these four five which works right so how none of this is design thinking <laughs> although both are supposed to lead to design could you share with us some best practices that ensure innovation and you know which is critical to making a process being termed a design thinking process hmm. love it i really love to to hear you out on that i think is a great example and it's um it's it's really uh, so healthcare and as you know today is is being sort of really a hot topic and past covid or during covid because it's still not past and it's since i'm i've been working now in the healthcare uh, pharmaceutical space uh, for the last almost 3 years now it's been um it's been really rewarding to to really understand you know um uh, you know everything that's going on and how much design thinking and how much the work we do and i have to mention my studio studio 5b at dr reddy's laboratories the work we do uh, how valuable it is for our organization and for really for the patients and you know in the healthcare um in the healthcare domain it's exactly what you said it is the healthcare system and the patient journey many times and most of the time broken you know and let me kind of it sounds very dramatic what i said but you have to also count that i i am i'm i'm from a mediterranean country so we're quite dramatic in the way we speak so <laughs> i love that <laughs> i will elaborate um, the the patient journeys are mostly broken exactly for what you said so the the design thinking process is not applied in the whole extension of it we use a little bit of it here and then we don't go on with the rest or we lose a bit of it there uh, prototyping you're saying and we'll try and figure it out if it works or if it doesn't work it doesn't work and that's exactly the problem mm -hmm. this is most of the problems that you face when you try to actually design those experiences or design those engineering products or design those interfaces or design you know that journey if you don't look at it as a whole interconnected system mm -hmm. right if you don't and you want to tackle point by point without having an overview and a, a full understanding of what what the patient is going through through that journey you will end up by creating broken little broken pocket systems they actually in the long term they're going to damage much more your healthcare system and your patient journey system right that's that's exactly what the problem is right and we you know we while we work go through a lot of those discussions internally and you know when when we study patients and we study um the patient in their journey you know towards you know uh, uh towards a better a better a better health towards you know recovering from from a disease or or, or from any problem that they're going through we really need to address every single stage of that journey and look at it as two things one is um you know uh, the patient is basically uh you know managing a disease so that is this managing level of you know administrating the pills if the patient she has to take some pills or or you know she has to do some physiotherapy 
or if she has to go to the to the doctor x amount of of days a week right so that's managing right so there's sort of a, a disease management uh, managing aspect of the patient journey but besides that managing uh, disease managing aspect there is a whole lot of other things that happen with the patient at a psychology level at an emotional level at a social level right and and you need to look into all of those because if you don't the only thing you provide to, providing to the patient is little pockets of administrating the medicine going to your doctor and i don't know you know some here things there and there right and you forgetting that as a human that's a human being with a baggage of emotions that probably apart from going through that disease psychologically got really affected as well by what she's going through right and other things that we call maybe more delightful or value added experience can be added within that patient journey for that journey to be lighter uh to be sort of more comfortable uh to be if it's not perfect because it's never going to be but at least to be sort of more reassuring and uh, you know more trustworthy to uh, to that patient to to embark on it right um the i could give you an example as well you know of how we looked at that uh, and you know because you mentioned best practices mm-hmm. and i think it's always good to give like a real example uh, of how how we do this so i one of the one of the great examples we have and is a product we have in the market now uh, dr red is at um, in 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 south america uh it started in colombia and now is in brazil is in within the oncology space right and uh, so we looked at different you know uh different type of cancers we went into colombia we went and did the exhaustive research qualitative research uh into the colombian market to understand what you know the patients go through uh you know through the journey uh, you know to good health through the journey to sort of you know cure the uh, the disease the cancer or or sort of you know and you know the different stages we also got stages of chemotherapy etc we did that in colombia and we did that in brazil we noticed that we know we look at south america as to as the whole thing being the same but it's not you know it's a big mistake and it's where you go back into these aspects of context sociology that are extremely important in uh, in aspects of uh, you know psych- uh, psychology behavior uh, in patients the two countries the two cultures are very different and even the healthcare system in the two systems uh, two systems two countries is very different right adding to all of that when we started the project we looked into a pure disease management management um, application so the idea was we have a patient a patient go through all these steps uh, to get you know cured from the cancer and you can pick uh, you know we, we study quite a few different ones but you could pick uh, you could be one of them and we the idea was to that we created an app to help that you know management you know the management of that disease right and a lot of things were there that were very important you know the you know uh, when you should take your pills when you should visit your doctor uh you know and, and the idea behind those of that app as well is that anything that you do you re- you recorded 
and every that everything that you do gets also recorded sorry gets shared with your caregiver mm. uh, you know and get shared with the doctor get shared with your nurse get shared with the people that interact with that application with you so everyone is informed of what's going on mm. so we did we did that we released our pilot we put it there in the market we tested out and we went to brazil thinking about doing the same mm. and then we realized it's not enough the the brazilian culture and the way uh, the brazilian and i'm going to you know one of the the ones were sort of crucial in the decision making of, of the changes that we have done uh, for that experience was you know um, uh, uh, breast cancer patients so they were women their experience uh, was much beyond disease management for them going to doctors and knowing when to take the pills and and etc became a routine a routine that they could remember after four of you know four or six weeks of doing it after keep doing it they said we know this routine you know what we have to do so what do i going to need this product to keep telling me what to do they wanted something else they wanted the biggest problem for them was the lifestyle aspect of it losing their hair losing appetite how people other people see them you know the appearance you know and and the culture the, the brazilian culture is is very strong on appearance and, you know and, and and behavior around you know how do i look you know how i how i am within my my group my social group mm-hmm. uh my social relationships so the app developed from what was a pure disease management application mm-hmm. to a disease management plus lifestyle application we added things that were relevant for that woman and other patients as well there was you know tips for makeup you know tips for how to wear a wig where you know uh, where to find it you know things that we could fish on youtube they were relevant for them cooking because you know uh, lifestyle and you know and 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 breast cancer and all the medicine requires you to have a really healthy lifestyle to eat really well so we look into uh, recipes and menus that allow that person to have a better you know a better eating eating habits and you know if you look at the eating we looked at the eating habits of brazil a lot of meat red meat a lot of you know kind of heavy kind of customs of 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 meals and moved from that to a salad was easy so we need to look into also that experience and then there was all this emotional aspect how do i feel how who can i talk right because i am a woman i i i have breast cancer who do i want to talk to just my doctor just you know my husband or my wife or my or, or my family or can, is there a community out there that i could talk about the problems i'm going through you know when i start losing hair when i start losing appetite whatever the those are those feelings that that happen so we decided to to add a community aspect to that application mm-hmm. a, a close community of people with the same the app developed from what was a pure disease management application mm-hmm. to a disease management plus lifestyle application mm-hmm. we added things that were relevant for that woman and other patients as well mm-hmm. there was you know tips for makeup mm-hmm. you know tips for how to wear a wig where you know uh, where to find it you know things that we could fish on youtube they were relevant for them 
cooking because you know uh, lifestyle and you know and, and and breast cancer and all the medicine requires you to have a really healthy lifestyle to eat really well so we look into uh, recipes and menus that allow that person to have a better you know a better eating eating habits and you know if you look at the eating we looked at the eating habits of brazil a lot of meat red meat a lot of you know kind of heavy kind of customs of of of, of meals and move from that to a salad wasn't easy so we need to look into also that experience and then there was all this emotional aspect how do i feel how who can i talk right because i am a woman i i i have breast cancer who do I want to talk to? Just my doctor, just you know, my husband or my wife or my or, or my family, or can, is there a community out there that I could talk about the problems I'm going through? You know, when I start losing hair, when I start losing appetite, whatever the those are those feelings that that happen. So we decided to to add a community aspect to that application, mm-hmm. a, a close community of people with the same disease, with the same problem. Mm. right where they could communicate you know directly or as a group between each other you know even they could set up some small group meetings if they live in the same city in the same neighborhood they could come together and meet mm. so it it was transformational not just for for the actual business purpose you know what was the the, the main goal from that business uh, at the beginning and what it become became, sorry, with the new geography, but it was also transformational for us as a studio to see, you know, how really going deep into the process, you know, and if you want, I can go through how the process goes. But if you go deep into that process, how many things, how many insights, right? How many things you can reveal that quant data or, you know, numbers into into an Excel cannot do, right? Mm. They cannot do this. Mm. You know, this is this this is what I think, you know, design thinking is so beautiful and brilliant about uh, revealing and inspiring um, much beyond what we thought as at the beginning mm. would be, you know, the perfect result for our for our patient. Lovely, isn't that? It's just um, yeah, inspiring is the word. Because, uh, you know, clearly, as you were ex- explaining, uh, Louis, one could see that that woman who would have been looked at just as a patient uh, today, she's an acknowledged uh, human being as her gender included, her social setting included, her roles included, her status, community, support, everything included. It's like a whole um you know uh, help system like an ecosystem developed just so she can rehabilitate herself and and you know feel come out empowered i mean empowered is is a word we marketers use a lot but you know this is to empowerment because she's not uh, dependent on anyone and and she herself can be an asset in her life and to so many more people so this is this is so beautiful and you know uh you were you were talking about uh, so so the multidisciplinary aspect you know i think we, uh, our audiences will be able to appreciate 
uh, after this, and, and I'd request you to get into, you know, how the inciting is better when there's a multidisciplinary uh, approach, uh, or not, not just the, in perhaps the inciting, but taking into account the biases, the assumptions, uh, you know, as you move from one culture to the other. But also, there's, there's a very beautiful thing about, uh, 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 you know, prototype to get your thinking uh, real and tested. And, and what are the advantages of that? Because a lot of times, you know, the ideation stays at a concept level. You know, the, mm -hmm. the importance of getting it real and putting it in consumer's life and then figuring out you know, because that is uh, one of the core aspects of the process yeah. uh, in my limited understanding. No, no, and, and the other aspect of convergent, uh, uh, you know, divergent thinking from at, at, at an initial stage uh, that you are not, uh, you've not closed or made up your mind about what kind of solutions we are going to move with, but you know, we're going to take into account all possibilities and then, you know, so these are the two things that struck me, uh, yeah. you know, as very, very remarkable, uh, especially when it comes to design, designing, you know, because people just want to, you know, processes just want to decide and then quickly start uh, implement and make it tangible and then roll out. But what is going on behind uh, is, is so critical and crucial. So, sure. Uh, yeah, I love I love the question again. Um, I used to say uh, internally, we kind of have a laugh a little bit about this. Uh, we, I used to say from desk to market. Uh, what I mean by that is a lot of the times the business create a, a you know uh, a desk presentation or desktop presentation. Uh, I mean, I talk a physical desk, but actually, I mean is desktop or laptop and then from there uh, here we go we, we let's go to the market and, and let's make it work huge mistake right most probably it will fail because we were surrounded by assumptions and by biases of our own understanding of our own experience of what this product is going to be doing in the market what is this service going to be in the market what this you know and I think, uh, you know, this is where you, you, got, you need to stop and, and bring the design thinking on board uh, if you don't want to fail. If you, you know, and, and so we usually laugh about this, you know, going from, from desk to market. There is, from before I go to the market, there is tons of other steps in between. Between those steps that are exactly to do what you said, that is to take this bias away from the equation and all your assumptions to make them tangible, to make them realistic. Is that really, are they assumptions that are real or are they assumptions that are just something that from my experience, I foresee that way, but it doesn't mean that it's that way, right? And that's when the human center, you know, the real patient, the real user, the real consumer, whatever you want to call there, because people call it different from in different industries, needs to play a role. And, and, and so design thinking is a process and not a mindset because it has all these different stages that you need to go through. Those stages have methods and tools. Some of them you mentioned, and I'm going to repeat them, mm -hmm. to help us 
achieve a no fail, you know, no failing when you're going to deployment in a market. Mm-hmm. The stages are are simple, and I'll ex- explain a little bit about the stages uh, and elaborate on those uh, those you know those uh, points in the stages that you uh, that you like. One is empathy, you know, or empathize, right? And that's that's the stage that we already discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll refer all of them, and then I'll go one by one. Empathy. The second one is define, and I will, I'll talk about that. The third one is ideate, yeah? The fourth one is prototyping, and you mentioned prototyping, and I'm going to spend time with that. The fifth is testing, okay? And finally, the sixth is almost like, I'm not saying not important, but it's sort of not so important within the design thinking process, is to deploy. Is to say, now you're ready to go to market, go to market with it, okay? It's there too, but it's not part of the other five. The reason why is it sort of thought that way is because it's an iterative process. And if you deploy, you can't iterate it anymore, right? It's in the market, it's, you know, it's there. But between empathy, define, idea, prototyping, test, you are usually iterating, meaning that when I come up with an idea and prototype it, I test if it doesn't work, I'll prototype it again. Or then I'll go back to the ideation board to kind of refine that idea because it's not working through the testing I've done. So therefore, you know, this importance of thinking about it as a constantly going back and forth as a process. So what each stage it has? Well, empathy we discuss a lot and extensively, but it has a lot of different medicine te- uh, techniques from psychology, sociology, anthropology. For example, uh, uh, you know, ethnography as well, but uh, you know, we argue that falls in anthropology. Uh, interviewing, shadowing, uh, diaries, um, observations, like real obser- observing what you know um, uh, what a patient or a user is doing. And this is so important observations because you need. To, I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Whatever many times a person say in an interview ends up by not being what the person is actually doing. And this is super important. As well, psychology, the discipline and the multidisciplinarity, it's so important here. For example, to have a psychologist, especially if you're doing work within an oncology space like we did at the Livios, to, to have a psychology here to see that, okay, the person may have told me all this stuff but if I observe what the person is doing, I discover something else or I discover something that contradicts what she said, right? This is a very important stage. You can judge. You can jump into conclusions. You cannot say that here you know everything. It's not that stage. It's really the stage of discovering, of you know, letting all this world that you are discovering coming into you and startup start thinking about it. The defined stage is when you start sort of putting all this massive amount of data you have that sometimes you know is 20, 30, 60 interviews, 40 observations, five shadowings, you know, 10 diaries. <laughs> Imagine putting all this together and start almost like funneling it into defining something that is, for example, objectives, right? What, what are the objectives that we're trying to, you know, to resolve here? What is the decisions we need to make? 
How may we solve for this? How may we solve for that? Right? The challenges, look at challenges that we're going to face, right? Or those, those, those um, people are facing, right? And how do we resolve for those challenges? Look at the pain points of a, of, of a patient, right? So that's when you start defining all of this, it gets much more structure. It's like a structure, a structure of the data that you collected in the phase before. When you got all of that, you kind of have a solid, let's say, if this was a house, you got a solid foundation to go ahead into the next stage that is ideating. Now, here is what you're saying, you know, this process of diverging. You know, as diverge means like come up with the, as many more ideas as you can around all the things that you looked at before, the challenges, the pain points, um, the roles and objectives of, of, each, uh, of each patient or persona, if you define it as a persona, and then you come together and start coming up with all these ideas. Here is super important to really not judge, not criticize. You know, it's really idea generating. The more, the merrier. Okay? Then you share those ideas. You create workshops, you create small groups, and, and you know, and those groups, as we mentioned before, need to be these multidisciplinary groups. We should have a person, uh, if you work in a sector of, of um, healthcare, someone with psychology background, someone with design background, someone with research anthropology or ethnographic background, someone from the business background, probably someone from the marketing background, and you name it, probably the medical uh, a person, a, a doctor that works. So it's a really multidisciplinary team that comes together to IDA, to workshop all these ideas. The end of this stage, it should converge. So we went from diverge to converge, saying that we're going to start prioritizing what we think from our understanding and what we heard from the patients that is the most important of these ideas to take ahead. We're going to use press like yes and, what else more, and, and so on and so on, right? Pause that. We need to go into mock up something because an idea is nothing if there's you know if it's not tangible. We need to go into tangibility, and that comes the prototyping stage. We can create mock ups if it's a product, a packaging, an app, a wearable. We can create storyboards, so we narrate to narrate the service. We can create a, a map of that service, so if it's an omni-channel service, the different touch points that are required for us to address, like you explained before, the journey of a patient in a hospital. Um, we need to kind of use this, this, this moment of prototyping to really fail very quick. What I mean by that is that it's used prototyping not to create the most beautiful product or the most beautiful experience is to create the most quick and dirty experience that you can fail or test immediately to know if it works or not, right? And then we go into testing, right? To really understand whether it works or not, that prototype, you test it. We test it with, with real users. It's extremely important that happens. You know, we look at what it works, what it does not work in that prototype. We keep iterating until we get the right one. And that's where we come into between this, you know, um, prototyping, testing, ideating, prototyping, testing, ideating, until we get the final thing that the, the, the user and the consumer uh, wants.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much because um, you know there there is a reason why design thinking is becoming so um, um, important. To uh, I mean, although it's not a mindset, it's not an orientation, but you know, it's because there are certain values hidden in the whole process. You know, mm-hmm. it is it is a lot of humility that you know you fail quickly like you said you know and go back listen again did we do it right let's do it again let's do it again till we get it right and let's make I love it what you said. <laughs> no i love that because because when you talk about humility i think it is extremely important that you bring that up you know a designer that is so attached to his her design mm. and is unable to let go mm. it will not between design thinking therefore when you mentioned before you know design thinking is not just for designers the same mm-hmm. thing with a business or a marketeer mm-hmm. if i'm too attached to my goal or to my assumption or my idea that what's going to be good mm-hmm. and i can't let go uh you know you're not applying design thinking and therefore a lot being a designer or a marketeer or a business uh, leader you may end up by failing because you're not listening you know yeah. you know applying the system the, the design thinking process and you're not listening yeah. to the user and to the yeah. patient wow <laughs> don't kill me mother's best advice oh my god uh you always fall for the wrong person <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mothers. Okay. Alternate profession could have been. Oh yeah. Um, film director. Hmm. What would you do on Mars for fun? Oh yeah. Well, uh, if there were no rider activity, I'll run around naked. Okay. <laughs> Why not? What would you tell your eighteen-year-old self? Hmm. You keep parting. <laughs> okay. Book you'd like to gift to all your friends. Hmm, yeah. So maybe there's quite a few. I the latest one I read and I think it's a really good book that I advise to a lot of people is called the uh, The Cultural Map. I think is Erin Erin I forgot their names. So just the Culture Map if you google that okay. you'll find it and it's really okay. fantastic. Sure. If you had to devote the rest of your life to philanthropy, what cause would you choose? Um, I think I would choose, um, you know, uh, the HIV uh, in children, and I think I'll dedicate my time to to help these people. Okay, your greatest joy. My greatest joy. Ah. Uh, I think you know my greatest joy is to see you know everyone around me happy you know mm-hmm. and and fulfilled and and and, mm-hmm. and less worried and okay yeah how would you like strangers to remember you hmm well i think i like them to remember my smile and then that i that I, somehow i could help them in one one form or another okay What's a lesson that took you a long time that you took a long time to learn? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are already laughing. <laughs> Have you already said it? I don't think so, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't in my head. Oof. Um, well, I think it took really long time to know how uh, to save money. <laughs> save Probably. Money. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is one missed opportunity that uh, you wish you could have a second chance at? Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know about that, but you know, I think you know there's always okay. I cannot elaborate. So missed opportunity. <laughs> That, you know, at some point, I remember in the past, very long, you know, some time ago uh, when I was studying and I did a degree in architecture, I had this huge opportunity to go to California into the Institute of, uh, Advanced Institute of Architecture. I got, I got, I got, hmm. I got into that school when it's one of the most amazing schools in the world. And I really wanted to go there hmm. until they told me how much it costed. I got a scholarship. <laughs> Uh, but the scholarship wouldn't cover everything. And unfortunately, you know, because it was relatively expensive for what I could afford, uh, I, I, I didn't go there. And that, you know, if I, if now, you know, I, you know, I had what I have now, if I would have a kid and that I could provide that, mm. uh, I'll definitely, you know, we'll go there again. I'll try to go there. Yeah. Okay. 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 Now it's wrap up time, Louis. Uh, at this point, we'll request you to share any online addresses, uh, anything that you'd like to share with our audiences so they can reach out to you. Where and how should we do that? Okay. Uh, I, I mean, you can reach out to me through email. So, um, you know, my, you can uh, uh, directly reach out to my, to my work email that uh, louis.dreddies.com. Uh, you can also look to look into the work we're doing and reach us through the the website. Our website is uh, studio-5b.com. There is our uh, design thinking and design studio for Dr. Reddy's. Uh, otherwise, um, I have a Twitter account I almost never use. But I think those two will be a good start, and then we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll put it in the show notes also. Yes, I think this is a great initiative, and I'm really, you know, pleased and honored to to be invited. And I think it's it's good to be able to have a uh, you know a platform where you can really you know sh share these sort of more um, edgy you know topics. You know, and sometimes they're not spoken or they're sort of like they remain a bit for forgotten. And I think that you brought back this design thinking is extremely it's really important to to keep reiterating what it is and how it is applied and how it is done. And, you know, and I think you definitely should subscribe and, and, and should, and should listen to, to the podcast, not so much to mine, <laughs> but to definitely to the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay.